Welcome to another episode of No Parachute. Today is Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. Today is Tuesday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. Today's first reading is from the book of James. So it's a follow-on from yesterday that we started the book of James, and, and today we continue that reading. Responsorial Psalms from Psalm 94. Verses 12 through 13, 14 through 15, and 18 through 19. The Alleluia, John 14, 23, and the Gospel, Mark 8, 14 to 21. Heading back up to James, uh, blessed is he who perseveres in temptation. Uh, like I said, as a continuation of yesterday's reading, um, this falls beautifully in line with that. Um, for when he has proven, he will receive the crown of life that he has promised to those who love him. No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God, for God is not subject to temptation to evil, and he himself tempts no one. So this is the uh, classic I'm mad at God for X uh, line, or, well, God, God allowed that to happen, or, you know, whatever. The the temptations are from the tempter. Uh it's not a, uh, though that temptation may have been allowed by God, he himself does not carry that out. Um, for me, it's just a, it's a realization that, and I was actually having a conversation last night with some friends about if we could see the battle going on around us between good and evil, between angels and demons for our souls, I think the context of our temptation would change, right? It would, it would be put into context and understanding that spiritual battle means we have a, uh, play a big role in that. And I think, uh, getting through temptation and persevering through temptation I don't know if it becomes easier, but it becomes, it becomes a part of a fight instead of, uh, you know, looking at your belly button (laughs) as, uh, as I, as I've heard people say, you know, to look inward and, and to have that battle going all inside yourself, it becomes a very tight box, (laughs) glass cage of emotions, uh, Instead, looking out and understanding the battle is also without and not just within. Every good gift is from above. God God does not dwell in darkness. All right, so the, the psalm, blessed the man you instruct, O Lord. I'm just going to go to uh, verses 18 through 19 because... Both verses hit me independently. Um, When I say, my foot is slipping, your mercy, O Lord, sustains me. Um, In the context of the first reading about, you know, persevering through temptation, uh, when I read this the first time, the way I read it is, Lord, when I say I'm I'm slipping in sin or in temptation, your mercy, O Lord, sustains me. I read a lot of, um, I get these daily emails from Divine Mercy and 
get to read of St. Faustina's diary and hearing the way our Lord talked to St. Faustina about his mercy, about it being an abyss, an ocean, uh, larger than one's imagination could fathom. And um, I, I like to think of diving headlong with no parachute uh, into his mercy, especially when we go to, to confession. And then verse 19, when cares abound within me, your comfort gladdens my soul. This is where I think a lot of us, I know for me, I, there's so many cares that, that we have. It's family, it's our kids, it's work, it's, you know, the 15 other things, taxes, insurance, uh, you know, getting the, the check engine light taken care of, getting a haircut, getting the car washed. We have so many cares, so many things that take our focus. Your comfort gladdens my soul. This is the, um, I think one of the reasons, you know, almost three weeks ago now, Christ called me to do this podcast is if we don't go into our inner room and seek out his comfort, then the cares of the world will abound within you and there will be no peace. And so that's, that's kind of what I was missing. And, and, you know, I have tattooed on my wrist, first Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing, but, uh, we need to have that intentional prayer as well. All right. The hallelujah. Whoever loves me will keep my word says the Lord and my father will love him and he will come to him. So persevere in temptation, the runway, if you will, is to keep his word. We're in uh, Mark for chapter 8, verses 14 through 21 for the gospel. I don't remember if this is a carry-on from yesterday, but I have the ability to look that up. Mark 8, 11 through 13 was yesterday. So yeah, we direct follow on uh, from yesterday's gospel as a quick reminder. Yesterday's gospel was, uh, why does this generation seek a sign? So uh, at the end of it, he says he got into the boat, went off to the other shore. So now we're in the boat with the disciples and Jesus and the disciples had forgotten to bring bread. Um, the disciples <laughs> seem to be uh especially early in the gospels or in chapter eight they have no idea how to do this whole discipling thing um and i like to say it's like a lost kid in the freeway um uh okay so the disciples have forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them so they have one loaf jesus knows this and says to them watch out Guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So again, the disciples going, all right, we just had this discussion and we only have one loaf of bread. And Jesus is saying, guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Huh, this must be because we don't have any bread or just the one loaf. <laughs> and Jesus comes back and says, why do you think it's because we only have one loaf? 
Do you not understand or comprehend? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? Do you not remember when I broke five loaves for 5,000? How many wicker baskets did we have left? They responded, twelve. When I broke seven loaves for the 4,000, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered him, seven. Jesus comes back and goes, you still don't get it, do you? Um, you, you have one loaf. I could feed the world with this. But going back to the the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, this is a a weird one for me. So this is theology or uh, theologically incorrect. Uh, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Um, but to me, it, it doesn't take a lot of yeast to leaven bread. And if we look at leaven as a uh, in this context, as it only takes a small amount to be like someone, right? So the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, perhaps we could say the leaven of Christ, and that would be something, you know, that we want to attach ourselves to. But the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, Herod had a hatred for people that called him out for doing wrong. He liked doing, living the way he wanted. That's why he killed John the Baptist. And well, really, it's Herodias, but the and the leaven of the Pharisees. So the self-righteousness, the, you know, can't see past the nose on your face, uh, pride and selfishness. I think, you know, if you look at what these characters personify, what Christ is saying is it only takes a little bit within you to turn into that. and. So, you know, going back up through the Alleluia and everything else, keep my word in the Alleluia, right? Whoever loves me will keep my word. So, so getting into the leaven of Christ, keep my word, uh, persevere in temptation, come to me and I will comfort your soul. Fight against the, the temptation. Um, I just keep going back to the image in my head of the battle of good and evil, angels and demons going on in this world. May we persevere in the battle. Amen.